Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ben Maller Show podcast. It's me, Ben. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. Hello and welcome. It's a brand spanking new week of the Ben Maller Show on Labor Day. We're laboring on Labor Day and a lot of college football to begin the new week. What did you take away from Deion Sanders' debut as Colorado coach? Also, how did you grade Deion Sanders' lecture to a sports reporter over doubting the Buffaloes? You've got UCLA's Chip Kelly ripping the changes to the NCAA rulebook in terms of timing and when to stop the clock. Are the new clock rules working to shorten college football games? Also, we react to Brian Kelly and LSU as they go down a Terrible second half for LSU as Florida State gets the big win. That and much more right now. Here it is, our number one, Making Connections. Enjoy. The 3 a.m. Pacific right here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Ben Maller Show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Made for prime time. Welcome in the beginning of a Labor Day edition. Not 
Labor Day. So I guess it's Labor Day, as one of our callers likes to say, of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, united, as we give you a little dab, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond, on the vast and uproariously powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the wash the mouthwash of gas baggery. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. That's a lot. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And our lead this hour coming from the college football world. The NFL is going to commandeer. These airwaves starting on Thursday night when Kansas City puts the curtain up on the 2023 NFL regular season against the Detroit Lions. So from that point forward, it's pretty much all NFL all the time. But this being Labor Day weekend, the NFL on hiatus. And it's all about the semi-professional football league. And so... We're going to hold off. I could have began with a rant about LSU getting absolutely smothered by the Seminoles of Florida State. Uh, and that would have been good, compelling talk radio. But don't bury the lead, my man. The biggest story by far was not LSU getting throttled by Florida State. No, 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 no. It was in Fort Worth, Texas over the weekend. If you didn't watch it, because you're out doing stuff, you might have missed it. But that was the location of Deion Sanders' much-anticipated debut as coach of the Buffaloes. A road game against a team that was in the national championship game a year ago. And it was the coach's kid, Shadur Sanders, Deion's son, who threw for a Colorado record. He went over 500 yards and four touchdowns. And he had the game-winner with a little less than five minutes to go in the game, a 46-yard catch and run by someone named Dylan Edwards. We don't know who that is. He's apparently a true freshman. And Colorado, stunning. The pigskin establishment with a three-point win as 21-point underdogs over the 17th-ranked Horned Frogs of TCU, who were, again, the runner-up in college football a year ago. So let us discuss the question. What did you take away from Deion Sanders' Bafo Sacco debut as the Colorado coach? So I've got Goodyear Blimp, the Pineapple Upside Down Cake, and Camouflaged. And we will tie all of these things together, and we are going to make a soiree, a big old parte is what we're going to make. So A, let's start with this. Coach Prime who apparently knows a thing or two about coaching. Now, we were already believers, if you will. We were drinking the Dion Delight, the Kool-Aid there. Haters like Eddie Garcia and other media pundits who took shots at Deion Sanders did not buy the hype. But uh, we were on board. We bet the over on Colorado's win total this year. Looking pretty good right now. It's only one game. But Dion, at this point, can do a pirouette. And you never get that second chance to make a first impression. The whole college football world was watching as Colorado took the field there. It was on Fox, and Deion Sanders took full advantage 
of the moment, and his players took full advantage of the moment, setting the tone for what is to come here. And Coach Prime, it's like he rented out the Goodyear blimp there and advertised to the heavens, the Buffaloes have arrived. The stampede has begun. And that was an atomic elbow to the orthodoxy of college football, the establishment. Because the consensus was that Deion Sanders was setting up for an absolute disaster. He did things that you're not supposed to do at the time you're not supposed to do them. For example, he fired just about everyone who had anything to do with Colorado football. He either fired them or encouraged them to leave. We had a mass exodus. Colorado bringing in 87 new players. All shapes and sizes coming into that football program, turning the Colorado Buffaloes into an essentially an expansion franchise of college football after the one-win season a year ago. Now, following up on that, page two here, with the upset win. Now, I would like to criticize Deion Sanders, even though I am on the Deion Sanders hype train Dion attempted to immediately settle some scores with those in the media that did not buy in to his ability in a press conference exchange with a random reporter. I'm not even sure the name of this reporter, but whoever the reporter was did not have flattering things to say about Dion Sanders. And so Sanders got into it, a back and forth, a tit for tat situation here. As he confronted the reporter, do you believe now? We actually have the audio. Take a listen. Let's go to the audio tape. What's up, boss? You believe now? You, you hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh no, do you no. believe now? Huh? Nah, nah. Oh no, no, no. I ran right through that bull junk you wrote. Down. I ran through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. Oh no. Come on. Do you believe? You don't believe. You just answered it. You don't believe. Next question. All right, so Dion falling into the preacher there giving a sermon, and he wanted the people in the tabernacle to give him the uh, amen, and he did not get the amen. Uh, And also, when he was exiting that news conference, he said he would keep receipts. And uh, he he mentioned that at least a couple other times during postgame Interview. So how do you grade Deion Sanders? You heard the rant, most of it, to a random sports writer over doubting Colorado football. So this was, the word I'll use is clumsy. This was clumsy. And Deion should know better. There's no reason to be upset. It's not, last I checked, the reporter's job to be a cheerleader for Colorado football. Deion should know this. He's of an older generation. He's not from the modern generation where teams have reporters who are on the payroll for their websites, the flunkies that uh, fall around, uh, f- follow around the teams and give Manny and Petty reports on what's going on. Uh, Dion is from an era where the, this is how it was done. You, people were critical, and that's how it was supposed to be. But you don't have to have buddies who are the media people. And Dion Sanders, what he ought to do is give that writer and all the other people that were critical the pineapple upside-down kick as a gift. Why? Because the critic is the inspiration. Like, I'm on the Deion Sanders hype train. I'm not the person Deion Sanders wants. You should want the so-called, in air quotes, haters 
Those are the people you should want. That you listen to the haters. It's always been the way. It's my entire life. At some point, I had an epiphany, and I realized all of sports is teams winning and saying, nobody believed in us. We overcame the odds. All of that, right? And, and so here Colorado is with Deion Sanders, one of the most famous people to play the game of football in the last couple of generations. Head coach now. The man oozes confidence. And he's got people out there that do not believe he can get it done. And the establishment of college football, we talked about that a lot over the last couple of weeks and months, that they are cheering against Deion Sanders. But Deion, I will embrace all of that because it's jet fuel in terms of motivation, that manufactured outrage that you are determined to prove the doubters wrong and you're going to do it. All right, last word here. So let's move over to the chipster, former Philadelphia Eagles coach, former 49ers coach. Guy's a vagabond coach. He's at UCLA now. The UCLA Bruins playing. You talk about a tough schedule. Coastal Carolina. Holy crap. What a great opponent. Now, I'm not going to talk about the game itself, but something Chip Kelly said, the UCLA Bruins head coach caught my attention. He was very unhappy with the NCAA's adjustment to the clock. And in Division One and other divisions, but we only care about Division One because that's all we care about. But the, the clock no longer stops when teams get first downs unless it's the last two minutes of the half. And the clock just keeps running and running. What does that remind you of? Oh, the NFL. Now, the NCAA says that they're doing this in an effort to shorten games. Uh, Chip Kelly spoke out against this. Uh, he said the new rule, it's crazy, he said. He did this at halftime of UCLA's game over the weekend against Coastal Carolina. He said, we had four drives in the first half. This game goes fast. And then, sarcastically, the rotund Chip Kelly said, I hope you guys are selling a lot of commercials. Close quote. So are the new clock rules working to shorten college football games. So I am shaking my head, no. If that was the stated goal, the answer is no. That is a sawing, a sawing and a miss. Chip Kelly and the other coaches who have ranted, Chip's not alone, but he was the most boisterous of the bunch. They're spot on. Uh, and, and I'm not buying what the NCAA is selling, the theory that college football, big-time college football, the reason that they're doing this is out of an abundance of caution to shorten games, to protect the players. There's too many plays in college football. No, I go by the theory that the NCAA is doing this because they know that they're going to fill the gaps with extra commercials during college football games. And even though they like to pretend they're, they're all about the student athlete and all that, this is really just a chance to get more commercials on a broadcast. Nobody questions things if you say they're done for players' safety out of an abundance of caution. You can do whatever you want. We learned that during COVID a couple years ago. You can shut, shut the country down. You can do all kinds of crap if you say it's out of an abundance of caution. This, in this particular incident, uh, or, or rule change, rather, in college football, it is... Camouflaged advertising is what it is by the NCAA. It's like, we're going to shorten the game, but we're just going to put more commercials in there. Now, what is my evidence? The data. The data. Now, last year, the average time of game was three hours and 27 minutes for a collegiate football game, big-time college football. To start this year, now, it's only been 
a, a few games. We don't have a full sample size of, you know, all season and all that. But the early results are tracking at an average game time of three hours and 29 minutes. My computer-like brain tells me that's two minutes longer. So if your effort is to quicken up the game, get the games over with, and then the games are actually going a little longer than they did a year ago in the early going, what is going on here? What's making up the difference? Well, I think we know what's making up the difference. And so they've replaced the plays, the action, a few more plays, with car commercials or commercials for some kind of medical product or you name it, and, uh, and they've knocked themselves out with that is what they've done. It is the Ben Maller Show. If you'd like to comment on any of that, we are doing it live, unless we're not. You know, I'm much too important now to do a live radio show on Labor Day, so we actually recorded this about uh, noon, about noon, and, uh, and I'm sleeping in because i got a big barbecue coming up on Labor Day. Unless I'm not, 877-99 on Fox is the number, 877-996-6369. Also on the X machine, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller and on threads, Ben Maller on Fox. Instagram, it's also Ben Maller on Fox, and the show Facebook page, which is Ben Maller show as we are starting our first week here into the NFL season with a lot of college football gaslighting in the bayou a little gaslighting in the bayou we'll get to that and we will do it next this is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis and together we are Cavino and Rich Cavino and Rich thanks buddy uh, that's right Cavino and Rich Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join the curious world of the Ben Maller Show online. It is pain-free and easy to do. Just follow your host on Twitter or the site formerly known as Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason, your news guy, your announcer guy. I'm at Eddie on Fox. And now live from the TireAct.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. And we began talking some college football. Colorado, big win over the weekend. Game was on Fox on Saturday. The Buffaloes beating TCU and then Deion Sanders going on. A rant. Uh, did not name Eddie Garcia, though. Could have easily named Eddie Garcia as the as a hater. Did not name Eddie. Chip in the Q's writes in, says A-plus on the Mallow monologue. When you mentioned the chipster, I thought for a split second that I'd finally made it as a subject of a Mallow monologue. Why I ever would be so for anything except maybe by dropping dead, I don't know. Uh, Chip, well, don't worry, Chip. Everything's okay. Becky says Dion was calling out Ed Werger. Of, uh, of ESPN was upset with Ed Werder. Uh, JC writes in says the Colorado TCU game can be described in two words. Horrible defense. Well, that is true. Horrible defense. But it's kind of like playing on the easiest mode possible on a video game and just scoring at will. Back and forth, up and down. And then JC says the Buffs will find out next week against Nebraska that things are not always so easy. Uh, hold your horses there, JC. Hold your uh, horses on that. Uh, if you look at the Colorado schedule, and I, I see Colorado's going to lose a bunch of games. I'm not here to say they're not. Uh, but if you look at the Colorado football schedule, and you were to say, where is this thing going? Now, the, the, this, this is a tough week for Colorado because they're going to have their ass kissed all week and beating TCU, putting up 45 points. The offense, the passing offense was insane. To the membrane. So the Nebraska games, it, it's going to be a letdown game for Colorado against Nebraska. That's a home game in Boulder and a very hot ticket. I think the cheapest ticket you can get for that game is almost $400 for a Colorado Nebraska game. That seems a little outrageous to me, but what do I know? Then you got the in state rivalry game with Colorado, the real point of demarcation for Deion Sanders. They should beat Nebraska and Colorado State, get off to a 3-0 and start. But then you have Oregon in Eugene and SC, that game in Boulder. So those are the two games you you're circle and say, okay, that's the, the, the case. And the way Colorado played, you'd be like, okay, Colorado, uh, they're not going to play smash mouth football. They're just going to try to outscore people, which is kind of like what SC plays and in many respects what Oregon does. That's just like the way of the Pac-12, although the Pac-12 is going the way of the dinosaur. Jason writes in in Kansas City, uh, he says, uh, 10 out of 10 on the Mallard monologue, Ben, I had to write because the Buffaloes are my team. And I feel I have gone through the wilderness of disappointment with them for two decades. Yes, Coach Prime is brash and confident, but so far he has backed up his swagger. Some Jason... In KC, Stevie Meatballs writes in, says, I highly respect the entertainment you provide us in the Maller Militia on a holiday when most radio blowhards are not there because they clearly hate their jobs. You clearly love yours. And I don't doubt that you love us. Uh, There you go. And the phony douche of Baba Ganoush 
Thank you for your kindness, Stevie Meatballs. Ferdcat writes in, he says, speaking of Chip Kelly and UCLA, you, he says, you're not the only one with a new show, Ben. And then he names somebody else here. Well, Ferdcat, I don't know who that person is. That person, I've never heard of that person before, so I can't give them promotion. But I do like the fact that Ferdcat, in a blatant attempt to promote my fledgling new TV show, which starts this week, Ferdcat did claim to be a native of Boston, Philadelphia, and Chicago. That he sent messages on social media to say that he was a native of all of those places. And Inca Terror called him out. Inca Terror called him out. Speaking of Inca Terror, he says, Benny, you are a man of the people. A-plus on the Malin monologue of I can't have Baba Ganesh pineapple upside down cake is a worthy replacement. It's my first year to know college football since I don't know how many bills, uh, how my bills will do, rather, he says. I will follow the Buffaloes. It's from Ingatera, who's in New York, upstate New York. Let's go, uh, we'll go to the phones. Why don't we say hello to Dominican Mike, who it yep. says here is cashing a golden ticket. Hello, Dominican Mike. Hey, Dima Lovani, what's up, Papa? I got I got somebody to talk to you right here. Come All right. here. All right. Hi. Hello. Uh, hello. What's your name? William B. William V. How about that? Look at you, and you're hanging out with the legendary Dominican Mike. It's it's an honor to speak to you, William. Yeah, that's my stepdad. Oh, is that right? There you go. Look at you, Dominican Mike. How about it's a family affair here. Now, are you yeah, in Florida? So are you in? Are you in Arizona or Florida? Because you do go back and forth. I'm actually, I'm actually in Arizona. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm actually in uh, Florida right now. Oh, okay. We have right. a, a late-night family party. Yes. Yeah, that's, that is a late night. My goodness. Man, this is... Well, you don't have to get up early for school or work or anything like that, so who cares? Stay up. No, exactly. It's a holiday. Yeah. All right. Well, man, Dominican Mike, I'm honored that you brought the whole family. This is like old-school radio. Everyone rallies around the radio, kind of sits around there. This is the way it should be, Dominican Mike. Absolutely, but you know, I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big radio door like you were, of course, too, you know, so... Yeah. But. Yeah, so come on, William. Say some stuff right here. I think Contel Marcel is going to bring it in. You do, huh? (laughs) Okay. Jeez. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Bringing it up. All right. Yeah, all right, Dominican. All right, man. All right, man. Have a good night, man. All right. Enjoy the night. There you go. Dominican. See, they just check in to let us know they're listening there. So, so do we get credit for all of them? The the, the ratings are going to skyrocket here. It's a holiday, Labor Day. Who's. Who's hanging out with us? Now, I know in the past, we've had certain holidays which require massive amounts of consumption of certain beverages or certain foods and whatnot. Uh, Labor Day, I'm not sure if that qualifies on the list. We've done very well over the years when there's like a big storm, which is not like a planned holiday, but people bunker down and enjoy certain drinks and beverages because they're there's a blizzard coming through town here, and they have to entertain themselves one way or another. Straight ahead. We'll take some more of these calls, because why not? That was a great start to making Mike and family. Uh, you can join us here at 877-99 on Fox. Gaslighting in the bayou. We will get to that. But right now, let's get you caught up on everything going on in the overnight. And here he is, the Deion Sanders hater of them all, Eddie Garcia. 
All right, thank you, Ben. Let's start with some college football, where we had the only battle of ranked teams in Week 1 coming up on Sunday night, and that was 8th-ranked Florida State with a 45-24 win over number 5 LSU. The Tigers were up 3 at half, then outscored by the Seminoles 32-7 in the second half. FSU quarterback Jordan Travis, 342 yards passing. He had five touchdowns, four through the air, and one on the ground. 18th-ranked Oregon State wins at San Jose State, 42-17. Beavers quarterback DJ Uyunglele Five touchdowns, three passing, and two rushing. He was, of course, the transfer from Clemson. That was his first game with Oregon State. Rutgers, a winner over Northwestern, 24 to 7. Baseball games of note. We had the Giants being blanked by the Padres, 4 to nothing. The Orioles knock off the Diamondbacks, 8 to 5. Baltimore still leads the AL East by two and a half games on Tampa Bay as the Rays beat the Guardians, 6 to 2. You had the Reds getting clobbered by the Cubs, 15 to 7. Chicago scoring seven runs in the eighth inning. Ian Happ, three hits, four RBI. Chicago. Now three and a half back in Milwaukee in the NL Central as the Brewers lost to the Phillies four to two. Marlins beat the Nationals six four. So Miami's moved into a four way tie with San Francisco, Arizona, and Cincinnati for the last wild card spot in the National League. Mariners lose to the Mets six three. Astros fall to the Yankees six to one. While the Rangers top the Twins six to five. Texas moves into a tie with Houston. They're both one game back of Seattle in that AL West race. You had the Blue Jays beat the Rockies seven to five. Toronto came in at back of both Houston and Texas for the last wild card spot in the AL, and the Dodgers avoid being swept in the four-game series at home against Atlanta with a 3-1 win over the Braves. And if you check the standings, shocking news, the Oakland A's are not the worst team in Major League Baseball. Congratulations to your Kansas City Royals, who are now 42-96. and That is one more loss than the Oakland A's, who we thought would for sure be the worst team in baseball, but no, Kansas City at the moment has topped them. Congratulations. But perception is reality, and the perception is the A's are the worst team. So for They're most people... They're both god-awful. They're both god-awful. But, no, but the Royals don't get the publicity for being god-awful. So the public perception, if you ask the casual fan that doesn't pay attention, doesn't look at the standings, which is most people, that you say, who's the worst team in baseball 2023? They are going to say it is the Oakland Athletics. They're the worst team in baseball. So the Royals, while technically worse than the Athletics... In the court of public opinion, it is in favor of the Oakland Athletics, who are going the, to be the Royals the Las are, Vegas yeah, Athletics. They're quietly horrible, while the A's are, I guess, more loud horrible, just because of all the news surrounding them and their move and all that kind of stuff. So we have a case of gaslighting. We're going to call this gaslighting in the bayou. A game I could have easily started the show with. I could have done a good 10 minutes on LSU going down in flames against Florida State. Could have easily done that. I chose not to. I thought the Deion Sanders story was the bigger story from college football. But on Sunday, LSU played Florida State and a, a game of much importance. If you buy into the preseason rankings, the final in a made-for-TV contest in Orlando, the Seminoles get a win. It was a close game for a half, and then in the second half, Florida State went to, they went next level, 45-24. to as the Seminoles get the win. But the story here is Brian Kelly, the man that gave us that great fake Cajun accent when he was hired from Notre Dame to go down to Baton Rouge. So the LSU coach is being called out. He's being called out for some comments he made prior to the game and then comments he made after the game. 
So let, let me set this up now. Uh, speaking after the LSU club got smoked by Florida State, Chip Kelly took shots at the attitude of the Bengal Tigers there. He took some shots at him. He ripped the team, their attitude going into the game. And then you, the money quote here, he said, for some reason, we, meaning LSU, thought we were something else. We thought we were the two-time defending national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. We were mistaken. So Brian Kelly talking about what happened in the second half. Well, the problem with that is Brian Kelly, what he said prior to the game, this is where the gaslighting comes in. Here's the quote that Brian Kelly said prior to LSU playing Florida State. He said, there are still areas that are going to need to be improved. We're going to take 15 freshmen on this trip and 14 transfers. So nearly 40% of this travel roster are going to go overnight for the first time with LSU. Chip Kelly, or Chip Kelly, Brian Kelly stated. Got my Kellys mixed up. All those Kellys are the same. Anyway, uh, Brian Kelly went on to say, and that's not a disclaimer of any kind. We're going to beat the heck out of Florida State. Close quote. So that last part there from Brian Kelly Going to beat the heck out of Florida State was the money quote. And then after the game, he's like, we're going around like we're the two-time defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs. We were mistaken. So that is what's known as gaslight. It's like he's pretending he didn't say what he had said prior to the game. And uh, this is another example of someone in a position of power in sport who is lacking accountability is the word of the day. Accountability. What a fun, magical word that is. Yes? Well, there you go. So, Brian Kelly, the LSU coach, and uh, things come at you fast there in uh, Baton Rouge. If you do not succeed and you look at some of the numbers here, and uh, there are people who are like, wait a minute, is Brian Kelly going to survive? It's only one game. Everything will be fine. But LSU allowing 45 points. Against the Seminoles, that is tied for the most allowed in a season opener by a team perceived to be a top-five team, at least in the eyes of the Associated Press, since 1936. That is tied for the most. you got to go all the way back in the hot tub time machine to the year 1968 when then number 5 Oklahoma Boomer Sooner allowed that many points. So a historical level of suckage. In this particular performance by LSU. But wait, there's more. Our uh, friend uh, Tim McDarby points out, he passes this note on, that if you look at the LSU football program, the last 10 games, Brian Kelly had some big moments early on in Baton Rouge. But the last 10 games here, the LSU squad has lost three times by at least 20 points. And they also lost a fourth time to uh, A&M by 15. So what do I know about college football? But where I come from, that's not good. I mean, maybe it is good. But it does not appear the numbers are all that great. In fact, crappy would be the way we could describe that. Now, Brian Kelly also, in addition to the quote we gave you about LSU's performance, Uh, He also said the loss to Florida State was a, quote, total failure. A total failure for LSU. 
which would would be about accurate. And much like we talked last last segment about Deion Sanders and uh, the Colorado schedule and the next couple of games, assuming they don't have a letdown, they should be all right. But LSU, the perfect tonic for the LSU Bengal Tigers there. Their next game is against Grambling State. So that is a show up and collect a win game for LSU. Just make sure you roll the football out there. Make sure all the players show up on time. And you will end up getting a victory. And then after that, you play a pretty mediocre, bad Mississippi State team. So things will be looking up here the next couple of weeks for Brian Kelly. Oh, that game is on the road, if it matters that much, for LSU. And, uh, of course, here's the other problem. You start losing a bunch of games here down the line. You set yourself up by losing to Florida State. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Not a good situation at all. 877-99 on Fox is the number. Shea is in. He's only done the show one other time. Shea is in for Koopa Loop, who is not laboring. Of course, when he's here, he's normally not laboring either, but uh, he's not here for the show either. Uh, and if you want to be part, 877-99 on Fox, the number 877-996-6369. Time now for the Who Am I game, a blatant attempt to get you to listen a little bit longer. Thus, we call it the Who Am I game. And here it is. I hold the Major League Baseball record for the most consecutive games with a leadoff home run. Again, playing the Who Am I game. This is where I pretend to be somebody else. They've been playing baseball since the late 1800s. They've been keeping track of the statistics in baseball for almost as long. The stats before, like, 1910 aren't particularly great, but you get the point. So, again, I hold the Major League Baseball record for the most consecutive games without a leadoff home run Who am I? The answer. We'll get to that, and we'll have the MLB pick them. We'll do it all, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
If you listen for five good minutes, you know the Ben Maller Show is not for the squeamish or the faint of heart. You're invited to join our secret society online. You'll get to mingle with other like-minded listeners on Facebook. It's just a few clicks away. Just like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And now live from the Tyrac.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. And time now for the Who Am I game, a blatant attempt to get you to listen a little bit longer. And here is today's uh, Who Am I game on this Labor Day. I hold the MLB record for the most consecutive games with a leadoff home run. Who am I? That is the question. What is the answer? Let's see. Does anyone know? We will have time to take a call or two before we get to the MLB pick'em. But let's see. Does anyone know the answer? Mr. Nice Guy is going with Reggie Smith, Red Sox legend Reggie Smith, Kermit D. Frog from ALF, the alien opiner in Springfield, Massachusetts, home of the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame where Muffet McGraw is enshrined. Huff Duffy from Robbie the Mariner fan. The Penny, guessed by Ferg Cat, the that's not the penny for a cat. You, you might have to go back to your, to your eye doctor when the eye doctor opens up. Uh, who else do we have? Page down. Uh, page down. Mickey Hatcher, guessed by the Finley Fanatic Burner account. Lou Brock from Obscene Dean. Floyd Bannister, tossed out by Rob in Minnesota. Stevie Meatballs in the Sunshine State going with Robert Kraft. Supermarket Steve says he... Completely forgot that Chip Kelly coached the 49ers. It's a non-sequitur. Pauly D is going with Ronald Acuna Jr. as his answer. Uh, Maller Prop Guy says Benny the Bopper. Yeah. Well, thank you, Maller Prop Guy. And I I hope you were there for my bobblehead night. It was quite the night. Mayor Parker the Snow Dog, the unofficial official mascot of the Denver Broncos. I can't wait to watch the Bronco Raider game and see the B-roll of Parker the Snow Dog. You know it's going to be there. In front of the Rocky Mountain. Every time, every, every game. Every CBS always shows Mayor Parker the Snow Dog. He's going with Mickey Morandini as his answer. Calbasa Daniels from Sean in the Valley of the Sun. Uh, the uh, Jordy account got it right. Bad job by him. The Herbinator from HL. Alex uh, Verdugo guessed by the Herbinator. Uh, Craig Elo from Big Lou in the LBC. Jonathan in Delaware got it right. So did the legend. Bad job by them. Obviously cheating. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Well, I mean, it seems like the obvious answer would be Ricky Henderson, so I'll go with that. Okay. And how often do I go with the obvious answer, Eddie? Not very often. Very rarely do I go with the obvious answer. That is incorrect, Eddie. The correct answer, a man who only hit 50 home runs one time. I think the next closest he got to 50 home runs was like in the mid-20s. Brady Anderson of the old Baltimore Orioles of the mid-90s. Brady Anderson, who went to UC Irvine. He was an anteater and hit 50 home runs one year. I don't know if he did any funny stuff, but he had, had the rest of his career, he never hit that many home runs. So you can figure that out. Let's go to the phones, and we'll say hello to Rockin' Rob, who's in Louisiana. Hello, Rockin' Rob. Hello, Rob. You're on the air now, Rob. Hello. Okay. How you doing? If I was any better, Rob, I would be a Kelly, but not Brian Kelly, because, man. What's up with that? We don't even know which coach it is. I mean, you know, it's kind of wild. 
Are they ever going to make it? I think they'll be ranked 25th in the nation in three weeks. They got to bring back the Cajun Fred Flintstones. What they got to bring back, Eddie O, <laughs> Coach O. Yeah, they got to bring something back. Yeah. What are you up to here? You celebrating Labor Day here? You feel, I feel like you called up, but you don't have much to say, Rock and Rob. Is that accurate? No, it's not accurate. I just oh. think that LSU is going to be in the next three weeks. Now, I'm going to ask you this. Who would you think that would be, I don't know, is Florida State going to make it up there? Are they going to be better? Well, it's hard to tell. We have to figure out whether LSU sucks or if LSU's good and Florida State's just better. You don't know that because they haven't they only played one game. It's a small right. sample size. But Florida, the way Florida State played in the second half, you'd say they're, they're going to be right back in the top of college football. They were great. The reason, the reason why I call you because I didn't see, I didn't see the game. I didn't see it. You didn't I see it. it. What, what were you doing? Well, I was in my truck. I was traveling on, and I couldn't see yeah. it. But I knew. Were you, were you working? Were you out there working? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. You're laboring. That's what you see. You're, you're honoring oh, Labor yeah. Day by labor. Labor on Labor Day. Yeah, labor on Labor Day. But I, I wanted to get your idea on that because I'm sure you saw it. Right. Yeah, I did. I had it on. I mean, I wasn't. You know, it was the second half was the first half was not thrilling, and the second half was a lopsided game. So wasn't the, the most yeah. entertaining game. I mean, I, I, I had no skin in the game, Rock and Rob. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a what LSU do you think fan about or Deion Sanders. What do you think about Deion Sanders? Which because I'm I love I love that. Listen, because I have a bet with Eddie Garcia. Eddie's going to have to pay up here, and uh, this is a game that everyone had uh, had Colorado losing, and they won their first you know, first game and all that. But it is only one win, but it's still in a nice building block for the Buffaloes. All right, I, I got, I'll leave it there, Rock and Rob. Thank you. Well, he's working, man. The guy was he was doing his thing there. He didn't have time to partake in watching the game, but he heard it on the radio. So there you go. All right, we're going to have the MLB Pick'em. In fact, why don't we do that right now? Here we go. It's MLB Pick'em. At some point, we're going to shift because, believe it or not, basketball and hockey will be starting before you know it. We're already into September now. But we got to finish out the baseball season. got a month to go, and then we'll have the playoff Pick'em, which is always a fan favorite. Now, when Coop is away, I can go first because we go by – Order of longevity on the show. And so I will go first, followed by Eddie, followed by Mark, and then Shay. So Mark actually goes third for the first time in terms of longevity. But I'm going to go first. And with the first selection, Team Maller picks Justin Steele of the Chicago Cubs. Eddie. Uh, let's go with uh, Hurry up. Aaron Savali. I don't you know. You don't even know who that is, Eddie. Know. Tampa Bay Rays starting Mark, go ahead, Mark, please. Luke Powell. Good pick. Old school. Shea, back-to-back. Masahiro Tanaka. Are you trying to win? And one more, please. <laughs> oh, we're losing? Um, Kyler Murray. Okay, that's oh, a good that's pick. A good See, pick, it's yeah. a little pick, but it's a good pick. And Mark. Andre Dawson. Oh, the Hawk. MVP. <laughs> Eddie. I'll take my cousin Odalis Garcia. Uh, he's in a big contract push. Give me Cody Bellinger, and I'll take Trey Turner. A couple ex-Dodgers. My picks. Eddie. Otani, the batter. Mark. Why not the pitcher? Don Sutton. All right, Shay. Oh, Bill dude. Leroy from the Savannah Bananas. Bill Leroy. Okay, good picks for Coop. There you go. Coop's going to win. He'll be very happy with those picks. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 